Blog Talk Radio. That's what I said to myself. Self, that's the best idea you've had. Oh, hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols and Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line. After a 4 nothing win against the Phillies, Nationals win another one in Citizens Bank Park. Santa Roark on the mound, Dave. We'll start there. 2-0 and in three games versus Philly this season. 0.86 ERA going in. Two earned runs in 21 innings pitch. Uh, 171, 237, 229 line against. But he was coming off a less than stellar five-inning start against the Orioles last week in uh, the nation's capital. Dominated tonight, though. 76 pitches and five scoreless. Ends up throwing seven scoreless on 100. Um, making a 2-1 lead hold up through the, through the seventh inning. They add on two late there, but back to the basics by Tanner Roark here and just seeing him dominate again, uh, old reliable Roark out, Roark out there on the mound doing what he does best. And I think he leads the majors now and uh, starts with seven shutout innings, according to the Nationals. So more of the same from him, but a fun outing to watch if you're into pitching. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he took a, uh, a little bit on the chin last time out, but – uh, rebounded nicely against this. Uh, um, uh, I'm I'm going to be kind and say uh, lackluster Phillies team. Um, actually, no, I'm not going to be lackluster. Um, <laughs> earlier on this season, when when the Phillies uh, got off to their 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 tepid start, everybody's like, oh, maybe the Phillies uh, rebuild is quicker than 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 we all thought, and they're going to be decent. And they'll challenge the Nets and the Mets up at the top of the division. And then two three weeks into the season, I called horse bleep right then and there. And ladies and gentlemen, the Phillies are right where they thought we thought they were going to be. They are who we thought they were going to be. They stink. They stink on ice. They're not very good, and they don't have very very decent prospects for the next couple of years. So they're going to stink for the next couple of years. How about that? <laughs> That's a strong hot take, but, Dave Nichols. Which, yeah, <laughs> thumbs up for Tanner Roark. <laughs> So, okay, not much going on for the Phillies. Uh, Roark earns his 14th win, 14-7 and seven on the year with meaningless wins. Uh, seven innings, four hits, one walk, five Ks, seven ground outs, six fly outs from the 25 batters he faced. Uh, lowers his ERA to 2.87 on the year. Just more of the same from Roark, as I said, and more of the same from the Phillies, as Dave just said, who are not very good teams. <laughs> Oh, I've, I've said it before. I'll continue to say it. Pitcher wins are dumb, but uh, <laughs> you know, good, good, good for Roark that he's he's racking some of them up. Uh, you know, me, meaningless recognition is still recognition. Uh, and, and I got to say, t- today was sort of a tribute to Roark's two seam fastball, where it's got that swing back action against uh, against the left handed hitters, and it, it's basically his hard change up. Uh, against the uh, the opposite-handed uh, batters, and he was throwing it to lefties today, coming inside and just catching the inside corner of the plate like that with that that great arm side action that it has on it. Uh, really, just lovely to watch. And you know, as as you said, for for fans who like pitching, and I think all of us like pitching to one degree or another. Uh, this this was a fun game to watch, and and Roark pitched pitched quite well. Um, for a guy who doesn't have dominating, overpowering stuff in terms of just miles per hour and sick movement and the like, 
he he seems to have a, an awful lot of dominant outings, and and that's just that's just tremendous because this is a guy who knows how to make the most of what he has, and even if the individual elements he has aren't elite, the way he puts it together is. Dave, speaking of guys with not, without dominant stuff who put together a decent start here, uh, Jake Thompson on the mound for the Phillies, 2012 Tigers second-round pick, traded to the Rangers in the Joaquin Soria deal a few years back, then to the Phillies in the Cole Hamill trade, uh, made his MLB debut earlier this month on August 6th, but one in three in four games coming in here, 9.78 ERA, 289, 3.91, 6.05 line against, and 19 in the third innings pitched. The Phillies noted in their notes that that's the second highest ERA after four game start in franchise history, behind only Nats <laughs> pitching coach Mike Mike Maddox, who had a nine nine eight ERA in 1986 in his first four starts. Ouch, Maddox, I'm sorry. Uh, solo home run by Worth, RBI single by Rendon in the first, two nothing. That's all the Nationals needed, but he held them off the board after that. Uh, ends up going, scrolls down, seven innings, seven hits, two runs, two earned, one walk, three Ks, 111 pitches. I haven't seen him throw before. Nothing particularly impressive about him, but uh, as usual with the Nationals, uh, some new guy manages to pretty much hold them in check after that first inning. Yeah, I think this is the second time in a period of 10 days that the Nats have allowed um, a rookie starter with fewer than five starts to shave off two runs off his earned run average <laughs> after <laughs> only a handful of starts. So, uh, so good on them for them for giving a young player a little bit of confidence. But yeah, Thompson. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> Thompson's just a guy, right? Like you said, um, he doesn't have, really have anything that, that overly impresses you. Um, he hasn't been very good so far in, in his in his rookie season. Um, the Nats were getting some really good swings off of them early. Um, they had four or five guys hit the ball really, uh, really right on the nail. I mean, Rendon's uh, um, single that drove in Harper from first. I mean, he just went down and just and just smacked that. Uh, Ramos that took a ball to the wall that got knocked down by the wind. Uh, a couple of other guys hit the ball squarely. But after they got that two spot in the first inning, the Nets were like, oh, okay, Roark's going to go seven and not give up any runs. So we really don't have to hit anymore. We'll just let the two runs stand and, and not really punish this rookie um, too much. And then and then they picked up a couple of late against the Phillies, uh, quote-unquote, B bullpen and, um, and spoiled Mark Melanson's uh, save opportunity. So, um, you know, the Nets got enough done on offense tonight a guy, against a guy that – uh, isn't particularly all that good, but, um, you know, uh, as we talked about with Tanner Roark, dominating the weak Phillies batting order, it was enough to get the job done tonight. So, I guess, uh, after Tanner Roark, they went to Mark Zepchinski. See, I can say it. Uh, I'm a little shy. Just the way that I want to go to both of you on this uh, so I guess first, uh, I'm a little surprised by the way they're using him. Uh, they put him in essentially a setup role here. Uh, we never know exactly who's available in the bullpen and who's not, but uh, it looks like this is kind of where they're going to use him so far. I kind of imagine him as a loogie when they picked him up. Uh, are you surprised at all by the way they're using him, and uh, is it just a lack of other uh, effective left-handers at this point with uh, Oliver Perez struggling, Sammy Solis on the DL, et cetera, that he's ending up in this role? Do they not trust other guys, or do you think it's just a matter of who's available? Well, I, I was a little surprised when I saw him come up. You know, they, they got him to, I guess, what he was to, to turn Galvis around and get him to bat from the right side 
and he ended up. Uh, didn't he pitch to three righties in uh, in his outing today? I'm bringing uh, it up as you're I, as you're talking. I I I don't recall, but if 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 it wasn't three, it was at least two. Um, so I I was certainly expecting the Nats to use him as more of a lefty specialist, and although it's only been a few appearances, uh, it certainly seems like he's sort of the general purpose, uh, you know second or third high leverage guy instead, uh, which was not what I was expecting, considering that while his career numbers are reasonable, especially if you're using him as a lefty specialist, his numbers this year are okay, but, you know, they're really not great for someone that you'd want to have tagged as, you know, the high leverage guy for the eighth inning or, you know, even, even the seventh against the meat of the order, say, unless they're all a bunch of lefties except for the fact that he has a reverse platoon split so far this season. But, uh, you know, I, I haven't taken a deep dive on his stats, and I couldn't tell you whether that's that small sample size or whatnot. Um, at, at this point, I have to assume that I, I just haven't been paying enough attention to the bullpen usage, and he was the freshest arm to come out and throw today against a team that is, frankly, not, not all that impressive, uh, even with only a two-run lead. So uh, we're we're giving him some some experience. We're letting Sean Kelly, you know, take take a night off. Although I guess Melanson was warmed up for the night. So I, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure what Dusty's thinking here. Um, yeah, I'm I'm confuzzled, and as I've talked about it, I've just got myself more confused. <laughs> yeah, your thoughts you know, on Zepkinski. I just want, sorry. I just yeah, wanted I was, to add your, thought, your thoughts on the way that he's uh, used Melanson so far uh, too. And I know he's just getting him work at sometimes. And when you warm him up, uh, relievers don't like what they colorfully refer to as dry hump when you uh, warm up and don't get in the game. But they're using him in some non-save situations here. And then you know when you do need him, he might not be available later in the series. So your thoughts on Zebchinski and uh, Melanson getting in the ninth there? Yeah, Zabczynski, uh first off, I think Doghouse's last point there uh, might be the most uh, salient. Um, you know, it was his turn to pitch tonight. Um, that, uh, that, you know, that they got him to, to have that extra arm in the bullpen. I think that uh, he's, he hasn't pitched that much since the trade. Um, I don't think he pitched a whole lot, you know, immediately before the trade. So I think this was a matter of, A, getting some work in, B, looking at the reverse platoon splits and thinking, oh, he can get right-handers out too. Um, and see, uh, you know, giving everybody else a night off in the bullpen. I think, you know, for for looking at, at Zipchinski's, uh you know, career numbers, for being a loogie, um, you know, he does okay, but he isn't really that classic loogie. I mean, he just doesn't have that overly dominant numbers against left-handers to think, okay, you know, this is what this guy's going to do. He's been more. He has been more been a middle reliever in his career. Um, so it is going to be interesting to see how they use him down the stretch. I think as far as Melanson goes, yeah, they haven't had all that many save opportunities. And that's have either had big wins or, you know, or losses. So at this point, I think tonight was an, was an applicable save situation because, you know, it was only two to nothing before they picked up those extra runs. So they were going to use him regardless. Um, I, I certainly think that's the case that when they get him hot, they're going to bring him in. I think Dusty Baker has um, has long learned from his mistakes when he was managing the Cubs, where he would you know warm guys up and, and not bring them in, and, and 
Um, I think he's trying to do all he can, especially with the veterans in the bullpen, that if he gets them up and gets them hot, he's going to get them into the game. So it's a home run by Worth, RBI singles by Anthony Rendon, Clint Robinson, and Trey Turner accounting for all the runs they scored. Not a lot of action, but the Nationals get the win. So let's jump into two quick off-field matters, uh, at least roster-related. Michael A. Taylor called back up today, doghouse. Uh, Lucas Giolito goes down after another less-than-stellar start, let's put it that way. Uh, I assume the other guys are going to be up soon that I'm going to talk about here, but... uh, is it wrong of me at this point to be a little bit more comfortable with either Brian Goodwin or uh, Defoe coming up and working in a bench role? I, I, like I said, I think all three of them are going to be up, but Michael A. Taylor back for now didn't put up all that great number uh, numbers in AAA when he was down there, but he's back for now. Well, uh, we know he can run fast, and, and now we don't have to put all the pinch running on Defoe. We can actually let him make contact since he seems to be able to do that, unlike other former center fielders in, on the Nats starting uh, lineup. Um, you know, we're fine. Yeah, MAT's back up. I, I like him. He seems like a decent guy. I just wish he could make more contact. Uh, I, I wish he could draw a walk. Um uh, we, we really need some OBP out there. Uh, look, look at Trey Turner and try to be that. That's 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 all I can tell you. Um, <laughs> that's good advice for anyone in all aspects of life. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other move of the day, uh, or at least news of the day, the Nationals, uh, Matt Latos pitching in AAA after the Nationals signed him. He had an opt-out today. Apparently they reached an agreement where they are going to add him to the uh, major league roster when rosters expand, uh, could get some innings out of him down the stretch, maybe save some innings from their other starters. Uh, are you surprised at all that they're going to be bringing him up? And uh, do you think he can actually contribute at this point? He got off to a decent start in uh, Chicago with the White Sox, so the numbers behind that start weren't necessarily all that great, and they gave up on him pretty quickly. But I think the Nationals can make a reclamation project out of one of Dusty Baker's former starters. Well, A, no, I'm not surprised that they're going to add him once the rosters expand. And, and B, uh, no, I don't think he'll contribute all that much. I think he'll be there in a mop-up situation one way or the other. If he takes um, a start here or there, um, you know, so what? If he's making more than one or two starts, it's because somebody got hurt, and that's a bad news. So um, I think this is more uh, along the lines of, of – um, you know, doing Latos a solid to get him back on a major league roster for 30 more days towards his pension. Um, I don't think he did anything in the major leagues or the minor leagues this year really to say that, um, you know, that, that, that he can be back to being a, a, a contributor on a, on a pennant uh, contending team. I mean, this is a guy that at one point was a very useful pitcher, uh, but frankly, um, he's not that guy anymore after – uh, several years of arm injuries. He just isn't capable of producing the way that he did. Um, much like um, much like now the post closer, uh, um, Jonathan Papelbon, um, he can't rely on, on his fastball to get people out anymore. And once that's, once that's gone, you have to be able to use dial. And, and you can only fool some of the hitters some of the time. And uh, Latos just doesn't fool enough guys often enough to be a very useful to a pendant contending team. Again, if this is a tryout for him, uh, you know, to try to get a, a job in a bullpen next year, uh, good for him. And, and I guess Dusty Baker is doing the guy a solid, but I don't see him contributing to the Nationals in any meaningful way unless there's catastrophic injury. 
speaking of Papelbon, two more days to catch on with someone if I if I counted my days correctly. If he wants to be available for the postseason, but we'll see if anyone takes a gamble on Papelbon. Tomorrow night, 7:05, Max Scherzer goes for his 15th meaningless win against Jared Eikhoff in the second of three in Citizens Bank Park. Nationals 76 and 55 after the win tonight. Talk to you guys after tomorrow night's game. Go Nats.